Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So we know that you guys have been probably like me and Katie struggling with your weight during COVID. COVID has been hard as fuck for my weight and for staying healthy and fit and not turning into a big fat blimp. So you guys already happened on my end. (laughs) It's yeah, it's happened. So you guys are in luck. We have got with us my friend Megan and she is going to talk with us today about just like how to be fit how to live that healthy lifestyle like she's honestly probably the fittest person I know and the probably the only fit person I know but (laughs) (laughs) my friends are typically like me we just eat together and lay around like roly polies but thanks for being here Megan I'm dead (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you guys, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. (laughs) So So, how did you get your start in fitness, basically? Like, can you give us your background? So background, uh, I've been thrown into sports most of my life. My parents were just like the biggest believers of if we keep them busy, they'll stay out of trouble. Um, So me and my older brother, uh, it was literally almost like a known thing in our small community of like, oh, well, that's like a lay-in kid. Like that's, they just do four sports at a time and every schedule and whatever it is. And I just, that's just how life was and how I was raised. Um, So I feel like I've never not been active in my life. And I feel like that's a big blessing. um, Because I, Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't really just, I don't think there was ever a point in my life where, actually, no, that's not true. There was definitely points in my life where I felt myself getting out of shape, but what was nice. What's your version of out of shape? Because I feel like everyone (laughs) has more about that. (laughs) Uh, There was a point when I was traveling for work. I wasn't in fitness at all. I was actually working for a startup tech company most Bay Area child thing you can do. Um, And I was traveling all over the West Coast. um, And it just was really, really hard to keep a schedule, my sleep, my stress. um, And I had probably, I was about 20 pounds heavier than I am right now. Um, And that for me was probably the heaviest point I was at. And I just didn't feel good. My face was breaking out. Like, it was just, I felt out of shape. Things were hard for me that shouldn't have been hard when I would go do workouts. Uh, (laughs) And I I was like, okay, I need to get my life back in check. Um, But a lot- Was your diet the same or was it like different because you were traveling? It was a little harder. I wasn't eating meat at the time, so I was already a pescatarian in that point. Um, But it was definitely a lot of different time zones and stuff, too. So when you're traveling on a plane, sometimes you're eating. I'm getting into a a city, and I'm not getting to eat till, like, 11 at night. And then I'm up the next morning, and the only meal I'm going to get is at, like, 7 in the morning. And then I have a conference all day. Probably not going to eat until we go to like a wine and steakhouse dinner where, I mean, I might not be getting the steak, but I was like mashed potatoes. Yup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wine. Yup. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So uh, I think at that point I was drinking most of my calories, to be honest. Um, but that 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 was just standard. Was anytime it was kind of like that hotel life. I would get my work done, do my meetings during the day, and then I would like pop myself at the hotel bar and like have a few glasses of wine while I did like all my CRM and uh, like updating stuff on my laptop. And it just kind of caught up to me. But I think also a lot of it was just being unhappy with my job and where I was in life at the time too. And right. I think I feel like that's so relevant. Like every, I mean, when I'm happy, I gain weight. When I'm sad, I gain weight. Like <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> emotion, either one, I gain weight. But like, I feel like that's so relatable. Like we go through like ups and downs in life and it's like, how the fuck do you get out of that? And like, get back on the horse and like get going. Well, and it manifests, I think, physically sometimes how you're feeling inside. You feel like shit and you're just like, and I am starting to look like shit. shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can tell like when things aren't going well sometimes in people's lives. For sure. And I feel like we are our own self. Like I learned pretty early on through life. I do not do well with negative coaching. Some people thrive on it. Some people thrive on like telling like uh, you suck, like get better. Like that was not me. If, if I felt like I had a coach in life and I was for lack of like a better term, like pleasing them, like, like they were like, Hey, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. You know, keep working at it. Like I would get hard enough on myself. So when I had a coach get like really negative at me, it just never worked really well. I always did best underneath, um, realistic coaches that wanted to push me, but they really truly looked at me and were like, you can do this. That's the only reason I'm asking you to do this is because you can do this. And I feel like to ourselves, like we are our biggest negative coaches. Anything that we do, we do. Oh my God. Yes. Jennifer and I, I were was, like, have been talking about this for like weeks. I was literally just talking about this with my therapist. She was like, would you like a coach that was like constantly like, you're a fat fuck, like this little dumb bitch. And I'm, <laughs> I mean, no, uh, probably not. I, you know? If someone spoke to me like that, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, but I talk to myself like that. Like I make myself like off. Like I tell myself awful things all the time. Yeah, Constantly. <laughs> but I would and, never respond well to a coach who was like, Katie, you fucking suck. You fat little bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> it just wouldn't work. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting because when we do do like you could probably go through your day to day and think about times where maybe you gave yourself crap and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or like, yeah, I could have done that instead. But it's very hard to go back to like the moments of like, I, oh my gosh, like I drank a lot of water today. Like I brushed my teeth this morning. Like, like we don't think like, good job, Megan, you know? Right. <laughs> but if, if I had a voice that was as loud as my negative voice, that would be really awesome. Um, but I think once you're aware of it and you understand that habits and time with those habits quiet that voice because you it you just understand how untrue it is um that like these little things that we do if you do them over and over and over again I feel like that's when we lead into an unhealthy lifestyle when we start making those decisions and you do over and over and over again but the same way is exactly how you get back and motivated and into it. Just doing the same things over and over and over again, like in the right direction. Right. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. 
So did you, so you were working at your job and then what happened? You were just like, did you pick up like fitness as like a passion on the side or you quit your job and then jumped right into training? Uh, no, it was definitely one of those situations where I picked it up as a passion on the side and I had fallen in love with, uh, what's called Legree, which is a form of Pilates on a, a machine. And one of my friends had introduced it to me. And when we went, I was like, it was the first time in a while that I had felt like I got pushed physically, um, very, very hard, but not hurting physically. I had gymnast knees. So growing up as an athlete your whole life, you're very hard and physical on your body. So my knees, I can't run like I get up to like a mile every now and then I feel like I've done really good and I'll go try and run again. And I'm like, nope, all my joints are just like, no. Um, so finding that form of Pilates that was not only strength focused, but also mobility and core, um, felt really good. So I started going to studios via like class pass and stuff, uh, when I would travel for work. And that was a very, uh, that was like my me time where I just, I was going to say for class pass for people who don't know, what is it? So for class pass, class pass is essentially, uh, boutique fitness is these little studios. Like, so rather than just a gym, um, where you're going and you're getting led by a class. So maybe you have like, I don't know, a cycle studio by you, a yoga studio. Um, and essentially these small business owners can take your membership, uh, through like little credits. So you can buy like, let's say I bought 30 credits for a month and I was in Denver that month or that week for work. I could do three or four different classes there without having like a signed membership at those gyms using my class pass credits. So it's basically they have relationships to support studio owners and class pass is actually, I've gotten a partner and you can actually take my class <laughs> through class. Oh, that's pass. so oh. awesome. Like that's full circle. Like <laughs> <laughs> They've actually been a really cool company um, to even be partnered with. But yeah, I started using them and I had a really hard time justifying spending like 300, $400 a month, uh, on workouts because I felt oh, like that's how much so it's not a cheap membership class pass my class pass membership was like 50 or 60 bucks a month if I went to like a private studio and get did unlimited with most like Pilates or Legree studios it's like 260 280 dollars a month is like for an unlimited membership and that's at one studio oh wow okay so, yeah it's uh not the cheapest. <laughs> I would definitely say it, but I, I loved it and I knew and I was seeing results. Um, so I, one of the instructors was like, girl, just get your cert and then you can, you should be teaching this. And then the cert certification. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, is this like some training lingo? Tell like, us all the terms we want to know. Cert. Okay. <laughs> cert. So you're, get your certification in order to teach this. So then if you teach, even if you're just on a sub list, well, guess what? You like can work out here for free. And to me, I was like, I'm down because at that point in my life, there was no way I was leaving my um, quote unquote cushy corporate job. I felt mm -hmm. like I kind of made it um, in a position where I, I think there's something 
back in college where I decided like you were important if your company was going to fly you around and let you take clients to expensive dinners. And like that meant you were valued, like, and you had 20 pounds on the road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You are a big timer physically. (laughs) And, And getting to like, but like having those like big boardroom, like, like that's who you're dealing with. And I, I got there and then was like, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> it, it just wasn't where I felt, um, I didn't really feel any joy or passion for what I was doing. Uh, and so when I started just picking up, I picked up with a small uh, studio in Orange County that totally took a chance on me and let me come in, start teaching. They kind of groomed me. And I just remember the feeling of every time I went there, it never felt like work. I didn't understand this concept of me going to work and then the people I was working with, like walking out and saying, thank you so much. This was the best part of my day because that was not what was happening in my I feel like that doesn't happen at most jobs. Like yeah, no one not. thanks you for what you just did. Oh yeah. They're like, Jennifer, go get my shit done. Like, like or you didn't finish this like, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that was, that was for me, huge. I remember leaving and being like, oh my gosh, like I felt really appreciated in what I did. And I understood it because I had been on the other side before too. Um, I had appreciated other instructors and that's kind of how I got my start into it. And I would literally have a schedule that was Monday mornings. I taught six and 7 a.m. And then I would go to John Wayne airport and I would fly up to whatever territory I was going to. Oh, um, still working the other job. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't even get up at 10 a.m. Yeah, I'm already it. like, my eyes barely open at 10. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so 6 a.m. So this was just like not a full-time thing. No. It was just like part-time, and then you were still able to do your other job as well. Yeah, this was for my sanity. Uh, actually, my, my boyfriend at the time, uh, I had gotten my cert, and I had had it for almost certification <laughs> and I would, yeah uh with Legree it's actually only a three-day process it's not crazy because it's such a specific style of training um it's more so after that learning and teaching and building routines and it's kind of like after you get the course then you get to put it to use and like you learn your own style you figure out how to put together routines and you know it's how do you pick the right music? How do you um, make modifications for people that have either injuries or, you know, um, put certain movements after one after the other and start just understanding the anatomy of how to make a most impactful workout in 45 minutes using these movements on this equipment? Is there like a book you can read on the side, like to figure that out? Because I'd be like three days, I don't know enough. Like, oh yeah, I wouldn't know enough after three days. I know Uh, myself. I'd be like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different than like a lot of other like personal trainers, and I definitely work to get education continued now. Um, but it was that was also something that was appealing to me was it was a cert that was going to last me forever, and it was something that I could take three days to do. And, um, that like immediate gratification type of a thing, there was just no way I was going to be able to study and do a full personal training, nor did I want to go into personal training. I wanted to teach at that studio level and that was the certification it required. Um, and after I got my certifications and started doing that, yeah, I sat on it for 
probably like six or eight months, uh, still being miserable, still complaining all the time about how miserable I was and how much my boss sucked and how I hated life. And it was actually uh, my boyfriend who, at the time, it did not sound fun because uh, he kind of looked at me and was like, I hear what you're saying, but you haven't done anything to change it. Yeah, that's like Sounds us like saying we're life. fat every day, but it's like I sit in my bed. So what do I expect? Every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at him and I was furious and I was just like, what? Like at that time, I thought what I needed, you know, was just like an ear to be like, yeah, no, I know it's really hard. Like, you're OK. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. But he actually said exactly what I needed to hear was he was like, you've been sitting like you've had this certification and I haven't seen you do anything with it. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, crap, he's right. (laughs) And it did light enough of a fire where I was like, how dare you say I haven't done anything with this? I'm going to go do something now. And within like three weeks, I was teaching at a studio from that point. So I'm very grateful um, for some tough love (laughs) of calling me out on my own shit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So at that point, I just thought I would do it kind of part time. Uh, so like I said, it was a crazy schedule of Monday mornings, two classes, and then I would fly back usually like a Thursday afternoon or midday. And then I would teach that Thursday night and then I would teach on the weekends. (sighs) I would be so exhausted. I can't even fathom doing this. You have to do like the entire class, right? Yeah. That's what we were wondering. like, Like, is it for you're doing the whole thing? I have been with the workouts that you guys have seen, like on Instagram. Uh, yes, I physically do everything with everyone. However, when I'm in studio, everyone is on their own machine. I am on a mic. I am just walking. I walk like almost two miles per class just by going back and forth across the whole room. But no, I'm not physically doing the class. But okay. what if I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And you're just walking around. Like, uh, <laughs> show you, Katie, what do you mean? Like, Yeah, you struggle. Like, I feel like I need to physically see how each move is done. Yes. I would probably compare it to, have you ever done a yoga class? Yes. Oh, okay. And like, like the person next to you, like if you're like the teacher's going saying like, and warrior three, and you're like, wait, what? You look over and you copy the person next to you. Very similar. Mm -hmm. There's mirrors around the studio. Um, It's maybe 10 or 13 people in a class. So you're not really super lost. Um, And if you're really getting out of like maybe not seeing what's happening or going on um you're close enough for an instructor to be able to you know come in and adjust to make sure you aren't hurting yourself (laughs) well just for you guys out there like in case you're wondering what we're talking about so Megan does like these amazing classes on her Instagram live and I personally have done maybe three or four of them and they're so fucking painful like I'm so (laughs) sore So I'm like, how the fuck are you like doing these like (laughs) back to back? Like, I mean, obviously, like I can see your body. You have like rock hard abs. So it looks like you do about five of those classes a day. But like I, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, I wish so much that there was a way to work out enough to get abs and it didn't have to deal with my diet as well. <laughs> I, I would, if, if I could eat everything I wanted to all the time, did not matter, like did not have to be on my diet, like, on, like not a diet, but 
on like clean eating and I could do three hours of workouts a day, I would do it hands down. Cause to me, the workout is easy. It's the diet where I'm just like, Oh, a hundred percent. It's well, the hardest okay. part. That's so more you, discipline than the actual workout. hundred so percent. Well, you say you eat clean. Like what is, what does that mean? Like you said, you're pescatarian, right? Like what does a day in the life of you eating look like? Uh, so I started doing intermittent fasting, um, I want to say almost two years ago. That's something that really stuck with me. I was never really a big breakfast person growing up. I would actually hate when my dad would like, my dad is that person that in the morning he got up and he has to eat. So he didn't understand like me being okay going to school without eating something first. He would like sit there and be like, no, you have to eat this. And I just remember breakfast always kind of made me sick. Like, Same. In, yeah. In Not car- me. <laughs> Katie's like all the meals are good all the meals I I don't I don't skip them <laughs> well my girlfriend Kelsey we are like the same person in so many ways except for like her and I will book morning workouts to do together and I like have to mentally remember like oh Kelsey is gonna need food otherwise she will not function in this workout um and so everyone's a little different that way I was not that way for one um and yeah, it went in carpool, like growing up and they'd like swing through and everyone would get like McDonald's. Like, I think that's why I never had a problem, like not having McDonald's was I hated breakfast so much. And they always drove through like to get people egg McMuffins and stuff. And just that smell, it it's just haunted me for life. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it makes it me so Mc- happy when I smell an egg I McMuffin. still eat it. But yeah, no, I totally understand. Like the smell of McDonald's like reminds me of like like sawdust and their meat or like you yeah. know like the play place did you guys ever play in the play place yeah and it was probably like it's disgusting I would always leave and sick it smelled Sorry, like feet awesome. it, really it smelled like feet and I think I just associate that with McDonald's like it doesn't stop me like sure I still eat McDonald's <laughs> but like I can totally understand where you're coming from well and right. I think too so for anyone that doesn't know Jennifer and I grew up in the same um town and the very after we got our first grocery store and in that grocery store of the town, the only like fast food in our entire town was a McDonald's. So That's, if there, yes, correct. <laughs> that was it. I mean, I guess I went there once and I saw how small the town was, but I didn't know you only had one fast food. Yeah. And that was a big deal when we even got like a grocery store and you didn't have to go over into like the next like town over. See, I didn't even know it back then. Like when you I came moved. After. Yeah, when I moved there, like, it was built up, I guess you could say that. It had the McDonald's and it had a grocery store. It had, like, a pharmacy and some restaurants and stuff. But, like, and a Starbucks, very important. But, yeah, it it was a small town, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was just overuse of McDonald's. But um, long story short was when intermittent fasting came out and I had d- read and heard some podcasts on it, I was like, this makes so much sense to me is, like, I can eat during these hours and then my body can actually go through full fasting before I like put more food into my body. Um, so I usually eat my first meal. So my break fast breakfast, uh, around <laughs> one, uh, like around 1230 or 1 PM. And then my last meal is usually around six or seven because I'm hungrier at night. Uh, so the nice part about eating from that one o'clock is sometimes if I do have a late night or if I'm, I want to snack at eight 30 at night, that's fine. 
Okay. A snack. So what do you eat in between? So what are your meals like? Are they smaller, bigger? What kind of snacks do you have? Because I love to snack. Ooh, yeah. I could eat snacks all day and never yeah. eat a meal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nope. I need both. <laughs> Obviously, I need a lot of food in my life. Oh. Uh, so I have, I'm so boring with my food. Um, I, I honestly, like, I'm not a huge foodie. I love food, but I'm not a huge foodie in the sense that my meals are super elaborate or anything. Like I'm super excited about a really big green smoothie and I'm really excited about a big spinach and tuna salad like that, but I will eat the same thing every single day. So like a lot of time, so I'll just say, so today, what did I have? Oh, today doesn't count because I had like a work thing I had to go to. But yesterday I woke woke up, I had coffee in the morning. I had a celery juice, um, lots of water. I tried to just hydrate like crazy in the AM. And then about one o'clock I made a cashew yogurt. Uh, and then I did like a, like kind of like a parfait thing. So oats, berries. Um, I usually try and put like some healthy fat into my first meal, whether it's uh, like a nut butter or um, avocado is always like really good too. But if you read up on intermittent fasting, like putting healthy fats into your first meal, is supposed to be good. I can't give you the mm-hmm. science behind it. Um, and then I'll usually do something small like that in a smoothie. And then sometime around like four four or five I'll have like a bigger salad and then later at night lately I've been on like a huge soup kick where I've been doing like soup and like either Mm. I did yesterday I had a pasta so I had like a the from Trader Joe's I live off Trader Joe's so I love Trader Joe's I love you Trader Joe's is the best yeah it really is if anyone yeah I I do Trader Joe's hauls on like my Instagram all the time and it's the same things I have my routine it takes me 15 minutes to go through like the aisles and I get the same thing every single week and I rotate through like the same meals and And you don't get like bored of that like fuck this green smoothie I hate it this week or something like that like or this parfait sucks today like that never like bugs you or bothers you because I feel like I would be so bored of this (laughs) every day I, I feel like maybe I'm lucky in that way, but I'm the same way with restaurants. Like as soon as I go to one restaurant and there's like one thing I love, I get the same thing every time because okay. I know I'm going to like it. I'm like, I don't need to try something else. I know what I like. I'm, and I like, if I'm going to spend $17 on a salad at Greenleaf, I'm not about to get something that's not going to be as good as the one I know I like. Very <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. Like I eat the same thing daily, like every day have eggs and fruit and whatever but the problem is is that like I also supplement that with Doritos or Sour Punch straws or like any of my favorite ice creams or you know like I eat and I do the so I just in case you guys are wondering how I got so fit um (laughs) I intermittent fast like Megan I actually think we had a conversation about this like a couple years ago in Denver but I intermittent fast but then when the night rolls around like 8 p.m. it's like on like I am eating everything and I can't help it we usually eat because we're bored like at that point a little bit that's so true um and it's it's interesting that we do it but I would say probably the one thing that helps me is I 
if I had Doritos in my house, if I had like Sour Patch, if it was in my house, I would eat it. Um, I am the queen of Brad will literally make fun of me. I no joke. Like maybe two weeks ago, he brought home like a pack of like edible cookie dough and was like, Hey, like I just want some cookies at some point this week. Guys, I ate that whole entire pack of cookie dough within two days. It was gone. Like he Easy. opened up the fridge. <laughs> Child's play. Easy money. <laughs> and like, I just, every time I opened the fridge, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have like, I'll just have one. I'll just have two. Yeah. But no joke went through the whole thing. And I'm like, this is why I cannot have these in there. We literally have the conversation. I'm like, you're getting a Yeti. You're getting a lock pad. You can have all your stuff. Cause he can open a like pack of chips, Ahoy cookies and have two and put the rest away. No, never. No, I don't know people like, I don't know people. Like I don't that understand people. Like that's like a whole different breed of human. Yes. That is some willpower, which I don't possess in any form of my life. So like, that's crazy. I that's like an actual know. serving size and following it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. However, my willpower is when I'm shopping. So I just, honestly, if you don't buy it, you won't eat it. Yeah, that's what I have to do. Like at Trader Joe's, there's this tub of little mini chocolate chip cookies that so I love. Good. And I will eat the whole thing within a few days. So I like, no, I can't buy that. Like there's certain things I'm like, no, I'm going to eat the whole thing. So I just have to put the tub of cookies down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can shop really well. Like I buy only healthy stuff, but I will get in my car at midnight and drive up to the store to make sure I have Skittles, you know, like. I'm just gonna eat all it. For vices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I haven't. I'm the person that I've yet to ever turn down like a Reese's in my life, probably. Um, but no. Oh. Do you notice like? Well, I mean, you sound like you've always kind of been a good eater, so I don't know if you could tell the difference. But like, do you notice you have better energy? Like, do you feel better when you eat better? Like they all say. I haven't really mastered that yet, so I I don't really. Know. We wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what the feelings like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the whole way I even became a pescatarian was because I went full vegan for a month and realized how much my diet affected my energy level. Um, I did not realize that food could give you energy. My whole life, I always just thought food made you tired and you needed to sit down or take a nap or like it was so normal to like be done with a meal and just be like, Oh, like that was yes. that, like, that's how you're supposed like in my brain. I just grew up thinking I'm supposed to feel like that. I just ate food. I'm supposed to feel like, Oh, Oh my gosh. You know, like that's how you feel. That's how you know you're full. And exactly. Was, <laughs> right. Uh, but it couldn't be further from the way my body needed to respond to food. And I, I was the person I've never given up meat. I've never given up bacon. Are you kidding me? You're stupid. And what had happened was one year, uh, instead of doing a new year's resolution, I picked 12 habits that I wanted to like go hardcore for, for 30 days. So in like one month, I was like, I'm going to run three miles every day for 30 days. And this was before my knees completely gave out on me. Um, but then like another month, I wanted to drink more water. So essentially, I was like, I want to run more. I want to drink more water. I want to read more. I want to get better sleep. I don't want to spend as much money. Like I don't want to eat out at restaurants as much. So these were all habits. And so rather than just being like trying to give it everything, like and just make it happen overnight, I picked a month and assigned it to that habit and I was running out of ones um, and I needed another one like to hit 12 habits and 
I was like, well, I guess I'll try and go vegan for a month. And it wasn't one I ever thought was going to stick. Literally the second that I was done with it, I went and got like a, I did feel better. Like while it happened, it was hard. Uh, there's certain things that I don't practice. So I'm more vegetarian, but cutting out dairy was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally as soon as it was done, I went to in and out and I got like a double, double full, like cheeseburger. Mm. was just like, <laughs> no, that sounds like a dream. Yep. <laughs> I, I was like, Oh yes, I'm so excited. And all of a sudden that feeling was back that, Oh, like, wow. And did you get meat sweats? Uh, I don't know if it was sweats, but every time I ate, I've meat, never had them, but people tired. talk about having it when you have too much meat or like if like, you're vegan and then eat meat again or something like that. But yeah, I don't remember like meat sweats, but I do remember I was like, wait, I don't feel good. And I haven't had that feeling all month long. I've been feeling better and better and better. And food had, I had just built a different relationship with food where I'm like, I don't want to eat that because I'm not going to feel good. And I like to feel energized after I eat now. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's, it's just a great feeling. I let myself go. Like we just had Thanksgiving. And so I'll eat like as much potatoes and I'll just eat as much as I want. But I was miserable on Friday. I knew I would be, it was a food hangover. And I was like, (laughs) that's so true. You do get a hangover from food. Cause like, even just after this week, like I just like felt like shit, like, I spent all Sunday just laying in bed and I was like, wow, I, not only did I just stuff my face, but I am a lazy piece of shit, but positive reinforcement. I I am so thin and healthy guys. I really (laughs) like that 30 day, like one task at a time, like one goal at a time, because it's already going to be a struggle for me to do multiple things. So I think if I could focus on one thing for 30 days, that should seem easy enough. Should seem easy enough, but I don't get off my ass and do anything. (laughs) Well, it's supposed to be, it takes about 22 days to build a habit. Like, okay. And, and so if you take something you want to do more of, and it was, it was actually really interesting because it just, everything kind of flowed into the next month. Like when I went from drinking so much water every single day for, 30 days. Well, the next month I didn't automatically stop that. I had already become accustomed to it. I just wasn't focusing and like hyper-focused on it. I was allowed, allowing myself to focus on to something else that I wanted to improve, but the water stuck. Um, and then same thing I was finding myself when I would go and work out, like if I went to the gym or like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, a run sounds good. And that's like words that have never come out of my mouth. (laughs) Nope. Never. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I knew I had, I could do it. And I had never ran more than three miles in my life, like consecutively before that. Mm -hmm. And I was running, I was running close to like eight miles by the end of that. A day. Um, I wouldn't do like eight miles back to back, but I had like a day that I just turned on some music and I went and I went for eight miles and I was, I shocked myself. I was like, what the heck? That's like a marathon, in my opinion. I would be like, I have to train for this. (laughs) This is not. Did you run the whole way? Oh, yeah. But that was like towards that was like day like 27 or 28. It was later. And also like I surrounded I that month I like partnered myself up to like one of my friends, Allie, who was like a big runner. And I was like, okay, we're gonna like push me to run. (laughs) Yeah, you notice that having a friend or a buddy system like helps I think it does, um, especially when you're so similar to the person in other ways. Um, 
So like I me feel, and Jennifer. Yeah, so me and Katie <laughs> helping each other okay. not be lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I do think there's very much something to gravitating um, and, like, taking the steps with someone that you feel like is, you know, kind of at your level or at, I don't, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say by that is that I knew when she was going, there wasn't, like her and I would play beach volleyball together. We would do other things. I'm like, we're kind of like physically on the same level. So if you're doing this, I should be able to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of like that internal push for me uh, that I guess I needed at the time. But yeah, so I don't know what your guys' 12 would be, but I would highly suggest that to anyone. It was probably one of the, one of my favorite things I did. And I'll probably, I'm like thinking about going back and doing it again this year. I won't be able to run, but there's definitely like, I would love to go back and reading. I've gotten out of reading a lot lately. um, And I need to get back into that. Yeah. I mean, last time I tried to run, I think, oh, I know it was last year before New Year's. So it was exactly a year ago. Um, (laughs) And I was like, you know what, I'm going to run for New Year's. So I had this cute little like mini dress that I was going to wear. And I started running and ran like maybe for 10 minutes and just ate shit in the middle of the street and scraped up my knees and had to go to New Year's with Band-Aids all over my legs. And that was the last time I ran. Wait, I thought you did run like during COVID once because you said you fell again. I think you fell. <laughs> you're right. Yes. And you're like, well, now I'm done for this. I'm She's done. like, I blocked that out. I blocked that out. <laughs> no, and, and like the same thing with my joints. My Like I hired a personal trainer and we were just doing squats the other day and my hips were like pop 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 pop, pop like up and down and I'm like oh my god what does cheerleading fuck with your joints it yeah it does maybe that's why for people that don't know Megan and I used to cheer together back in the day when I'm saying back in the day a long ass time ago yes (laughs) yeah and uh tumbling down football fields is not great for your knees or your shoulders or your back and um yeah, I look back on that and like as an almost 30 year old, I want to go back to like 15 year old me and be like, you were fine doing like two back handsprings. You did not need to do 30. You're fine. Um, one month ago or a couple months ago, I was doing a, I should stop doing squats because honestly, I just squat through my back out and was on the ground for two hours <laughs> before my brother came and lifted me and put me in a chair. And then I sat there for another two hours. Do you oh, do man. squats or like, because usually I think people go to the gym and it's like, I need to do a bunch of cardio and think they're going to lose weight. Or I'm going to go do a bunch of weight training because I heard that's how you lose weight. But in this type of Pilates, it's not like you're doing all of that. It's like, you're just using your own body as the weight and are you doing cardio with that or like you know like what what is your ideal like workout schedule yeah cardio for me is a mental thing I don't need it for I can probably actually say I probably got into close to like the best shape of my life like in I think I want to say like by the end of June I think was when I stopped doing two a days but March April May June I was doing seven days a week and four of those days a week, I was doing 7.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. straight for like four months. Jesus Christ. Um, But I did not do any cardio during that point. Um, I will say my diet was decent. Um, Just I think quarantine has kind of done that is because if it's not in my house, I won't eat it. And 
I'm not tempted to like drive by Del Taco and be like, hey, a bean cheese burrito sounds really good right now. Uh, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had one yesterday. <laughs> that is that homemade. Is, homemade. So a little, little healthier. Yeah, yeah. But so but, we, with COVID, did how long were you training in the studio before COVID hit? Uh, I would probably be be working out before COVID. I was teaching full time. So I guess backtracking to I went and I was doing the part time. So I was doing the crazy hours of like Monday mornings and then weekends. And then it was about a year of doing that, that I had built up enough relationship with the studios in the area to completely quit my full time job and go into teaching just at the studios. And I was teaching 26 classes a week. Um, which, yes, which on schedule. So then sometimes I would sub more than that. Um, and it, for me, I was coming off of a 90 hour work week, like between travel and everything. So Mm -hmm. now you're thinking I'm only working 26 hours a week. That sounds pretty freaking good. Um, so I got, (laughs) I got a lot of time back into my life, but I did have to teach a lot of classes in order to cover, you know, leaving a corporate salary position Mm -hmm. there was an So I had basically made the decision to go over and teach Pilates full time. But when you're at the studio, after you get done teaching classes, if there was a class before or after mine, you just stay and you're there. Um, So I would probably be I was probably working out four or five days a week Um, and I would do combinations between row classes and uh, a lot of Legree and a lot of Pilates and then uh, climb. Like if you guys have ever seen the Versa Climber. Hate that Um, one. Yeah. So I did like short, isn't it? Isn't it like only like yeah, it's like a t- it's like a mini miniature stairs that you're basically like yeah climbing up. Oh yeah. no, the Versa, the Versa. Oh yeah. my god. Wait, hold it's... on, hold on. I'm thinking of the two separate things. The Versa is one of I hate that one. I hate it as well. It's really hard. <laughs> it's like the one where you're going like yeah. I know no one can see us, but do you yeah. know like like it, climbing it a ladder? Like it looks like you're climbing a ladder, but you yes. try to climb it climb it at like. Imagine like Luigi or Super Mario going up the ladder like that. Like up down, up down, up down. Yeah. And it's like, and you're not going to, it's just like back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you're doing. It's two music. um, But that was my cardio. And for me, cardio has always been a mental thing. Like if I need to go release some like emotion, I go boxing. I go to something like that because sometimes when I need that, just like exertion of, focus that's that's where I book it but the one thing that I know works for my body and I have to stick to is that resistance style of training that that's what toned and leaned me out from I never thought it was going to be possible from having like gymnast college quads like I was beefy (laughs) it was like all muscle though right it was all muscle but it was still I didn't understand how to tone and trim that out um and I feel like that's kind of a common thing like whether it's 100%. Softball, softball players or volleyball players or anyone like that did something to a high level of a sport um it's hard because when you go to the gym and someone says like oh like s- squats don't build like squats aren't gonna like make you bulky or like weights aren't gonna make you bulky and I'm like muscle memory is like you're right. Like if I never had muscle, you're right. Me being over here, like if I took someone that was out of shape, but had never put on and 
muscle before in their life and they're doing squats and stuff, they're not going to bulk because the muscle is going to burn more of the fat. They're going to tone. You're going to get like some results of that of trimming out. If you take an ex-athlete who already had like massive quads from building up and you start having them do the same workouts, guess what's going to happen? Like it's going to bulk up. Like, okay. How much time is an actual issue that I have? Because like, so I mean, I never felt like my quads have been just like massive, but they are, they're pretty thick. And like when I, and I am like last time I got in shape was like last year. And I remember like I was working out like four or five times a week and I went to this party and I wore a dress and this guy was like, whoa, how much do you squat? And I'm like, the bar? Like, I don't know, like not much. Like what the fuck? And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to stop doing squats. It's it's not a stopping of squatting. Um, there are different type of muscle groups that you have. So we have like our type one muscles and our type two muscles. Our type two muscles are explosive muscles that we use all the time, like in cheer, like jumping athletes doing that. And those are going to be, think of like an Olympic sprinter and then an Olympic marathon runner. Like, okay. Think about those two body styles. Um, which one's thicker? Well, the sprinter. Okay. So if you have a sprinter, the sprinters are like bulked out. Like that, like if you look at Olympic sprinters, they are because it's all the fast twitch muscle. They need that explosive exertion muscle. Um, oh man, then, that's on my 23 and me as I'm a natural sprinter, not a long distance <laughs> runner. So this sucks. That's no, why I was asking. Uh, it not does, that I'm marathon runner 23 and me just said this is a thick ass bitch <laughs> you can tell by her blood work oh, it already yeah. told me I was overweight for my height so, oh so that's why I was wondering are the sprinters thicker okay it makes sense but it's but it's it's a type of training um it's a type of training and the other one so if you're a marathon runner you're using your type one which is your slower like your slow twitch muscles that's the repetition one so like in a pilates class you're doing really slow controlled movement that muscle is being under tension and and engaged the entire time there is not if I were to do 12 lunges really quick up and down up and down even if you added a ton of weight to it I would be not even hitting those like toning lengthening muscles because I would be using the explosive muscles the whole time to get that speed in order to hap- like make it happen. But the second you take the speed off of it and the second you slow way the heck down and allow the resistance to hold, all of a sudden you're not using those fast twitch explosive ones. Um, you're using your elongating um, like the resistance muscles. So it's it's just a different type of training. And I've realized for me, I didn't work those muscles uh, as a explosive gymnast type of athlete. So now when I started working really hard into my resistance ones, I was burning and toning out, um, but I wasn't bulking. I felt like I was getting tighter, um, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And I can kind of say that because we have guys that come into the studio all the time and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never felt these muscles before. And I'm like, you're right. Because you constantly, everything that you do, your other muscles are so strong. They're like big bodybuilders or whatever they're doing that the second they have to disengage the fast twitch muscles and rely on their slow twitch muscles, it's, it's a whole new game. And those for me have been the ones that have given me 
how I feel confident in my body. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different things they need, but my focuses are on having a strong core and having good mobility. And, um, that's really what I find through the style of workouts I do. Okay. I have a question. What's the difference between Legree and Reformer? Uh, one is a little bit more strength face focused, I would say. I would say, uh, the way that a traditional Pilates class, um, a lot, some of the movements are like that stretch feel good, which is amazing. And sometimes that's exactly what I want. I'm like, I need a stretch feel good movement. Um, in a Legree class, you're really not going to ever have a movement you're in that goes, Oh, this feels good. (laughs) They're pretty much, they're pretty much all going to be movements that you're going to die. Okay. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, Oh yeah. So it's, well, I, I kind of picked that up from doing your classes. So. Well, cause I, I had it. a friend who did that. Um, what's it called? Legree. Am I saying it right? And she did one class and at that point her and I had been working out a lot, like probably four to six days a week. Like, and we were going to this gym, but they train you like an athlete. And so she was like getting in shape and it wasn't as hard for her anymore. But so I was like, Oh, the Pilates class is going to be easy for you. And she was like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, but you're like in shape now. (laughs) Like it was still that hard. She's like, yeah, it was like way harder than our classes. And I was like, I thought we're supposed to be training like athletes over here. Like what the fuck? (laughs) So then it like scared me from ever trying the class. I think everyone should try it. I, one of the coolest things about it, Pilates in general is when you go into a class, you can literally have a 20 year old next to a 60 year old doing the exact same workout. And you cannot do that into like a lot of these high intensity classes. I teach high intensity group fitness as well. And there are some people that are older that like are crushing it in certain things, but majority of everybody that's in there is in between that 20 to 40 range. You aren't finding, you know, they, some of the other trainers at the studio I teach at like train like, you know, 60 year olds, 70 year olds on the side and do their own format, but it's not a safe workout for, um, someone that's, you know, looking into retirement. I'm not trying to call people old. I'm really not. Cause I feel like <laughs> do whatever you want. And there's impressive people as hell. And someone's going to come at it and be like, my grandpa can run a marathon. And he just did triathlon. <laughs> Good for you. I'm just saying it's most it, are not like that. So. I'm just saying it's really cool that I, I had, uh, in the Pilates studios, I have first timers coming in who are 60, 50, 60 years old And they are getting through not having to walk out. It's hard for them, but there's modifications and ways that they can do the same class as the 20 year old. So in shape, perfectly like fresh joints and feel like they're building confident and core strength and doing that. And that's, that's just something that you don't always see in the fitness world is. Mm -hmm. So if I came in as an almost 30 year old and I was like, can we just do it like a 60 year old, like fit, like. Can we try it? Like, would you do that for me? Well, it would be the, it would be the same class as everyone. So I always tell everyone, uh, go, at your, go at your pace, you know, okay. take modifications. So when you're cueing it, I'm going to cue a plank position. Great. You can do it on your forearms. You can do it on your hands. You can put your knees down. You can put your knees and forearms down. I just need a plank. And then um, when you're working with the springs that are on the carriage, what's a beautiful thing is you can lighten up the tension or make it heavier. So versus if you're in a uh, like weightlifting class, um, I don't know. Did you guys ever go to like 
uh, like, like no. not, or like, like, yeah, but you're limited. They say, grab a light set of weights and grab a heavy yes. set of weights. And you're like, yes. How what the fuck does that mean? Hard, like those kind of group classes were very, they were harder for me than like training, like doing like more like athlete things in like the regular gym. Like studio things are actually the most difficult for me personally. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, a most people push themselves a little harder in studio. So we don't let our muscles relax and recover. So your heart mm-hmm. rate stays at a higher workout like the whole time. So you're burning more calories, which is great. But um, I do feel like it's hard like for me, when someone says grab a light set of weight and grab a heavy set of weight, I know my body well enough to grab the correct sets of weights and also to know when, oh, they just cued this movement. The weights I have aren't going to be good for me. I'm going to go grab something else. And I feel like the average person just really doesn't no. know that. No. And it's intimidating <laughs> and it throws you off and you just don't want to be in that setting. So what I love about either especially what I've loved even more about teaching at home, like with these online classes is there's those sets. We've all bought sets of bands and like different things, but you can adjust and work at the tension and work at the level you're at. So like, if you go onto a, like Katie, if you were to come in and you're doing an arm movement, I might have it on a higher weight setting than you, but we're doing the exact same movement. We're side by side. We're squat up, like getting in shape together. Okay. And you just take it at what you need to go. And let's say we're doing a lunge that requires more balance. Then you would add on a spring to make the carriage more stable. And I might have it at like one spring to make it like more of a balanced challenge. So you can always level it up, but you can always make it down to the super basic level as well. Does balance have to do with your core? Because when you're like, oh, I want a strong core, I and my, my first thought was, who gives a shit about having a strong <laughs> core? Because I thought, like, I don't really care about being strong. I care about looking good. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't 100%. really care how strong I am. I just want to look good. So, but I understand, like, now what you're saying is it just helps in your workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, having a strong, I think longevity is has been a big mental shift for me probably over the last three to four years of, I really like being active. I love going snowboarding. I love playing beach volleyball. I love being going out and wakeboarding or being active and doing those things. And what am I, how am I training and how am I like taking care of my body to be able to do that for a long term? And it kind of came down to my core and then mobility. So I didn't I was no longer interested in like, I'm like, I don't care how much I can squat. Like, I don't care about pushing and pulling. I don't care about doing a thousand burpees. I care about having like, um, I guess more of that toned, like working with the muscles. I'm like, I definitely want to be strong, but balance. Yes. Super important to me. Also, anytime you're working, balancing while you're working out, you're also working with your memory part of your brain, which is really cool. Okay. the same part of your brain that strengthens your memory is also your, because you're working spatial awareness. So as you work spatial awareness and like stability, uh, that was something that was like really cool that I learned that I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a powerful thing. Because while you're standing on one leg, not only are you working, you know, your core and your leg to hold, but you're also focusing on your breathing and your mind and mind and body together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's, 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 so the, interesting. that's the entire workout. And that's why I think I was saying is if I need to get some stuff out and like 
if I need to not think for a while and like go punch a bag, I'm going to go to a boxing class. I'm going to go to a climb class or do something like that. But one of the things I love about the style of Pilates inspired, like Legree strength that I do is it's the, it's 45 minutes where the entire purpose is for you to feel and connect to your body and actually think of everything that you were doing. Think about each breath that's coming in. Think about each challenge that you can take and like allowing those negative thoughts to come in and recognizing when it's like, like recognizing when it goes, oh my gosh, this is too hard and you want to quit. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have 10 seconds left. I can do this for 10 seconds. And when you hear that and like, it's, it's just such a confidence boost building thing. Cause I've been in every class where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't do one more of these. And then the instructor goes, you have 15 seconds. And I'm like, I can do this for 15 seconds. It's miserable, but I can do it. And then the confidence and trust that you build with your body so that the next time I go back to do it on the other leg, I'm like, I did this on the other side. Like I can trust my body. It's strong enough. It's stronger than I give it credit for. Are you listening and you're listening to music and stuff while this is happening? Yeah. Do you get to pick the playlist? Uh, well, right now, Instagram's been really picky. In the beginning, I've gotten to like, yes, I get to pick the playlist as instructors. Um, and I'm very picky with my playlists and I love creating them. Um, I love flowing the music to like the routine. Um, but when maybe about two months ago, Instagram, they must have gotten a new system that like catches the music do you know what I'm talking about yeah well for mm-hmm. those of for those of you guys who don't know so obviously COVID happened so this uh not the salon um the studio <laughs> shut down and so Megan started doing at home workouts for people that wanted to do it and like that kind of really took off for you it did, uh, which was super unexpected, but really cool. I know I, I feel like saying now right now, like saying, oh, I teach Instagram workouts is like such a well, it's like, well, yeah, so does everybody and their mother type of a thing. <laughs> However, um, I it, it just how it happened for me was that Sunday, I don't know, it was like March 16th, 15th, whatever it was um, that Sunday, we had gotten the message from the studio owners like, Hey guys, we're shutting down. We won't be, I had taught like my last class that Sunday morning at one of my studios. And we found out that Sunday afternoon that we wouldn't be opening and I wouldn't be teaching in the studios on Monday. And, um, at that point, the next day that Monday, I was like, well, what the heck am I going to be doing? Cause this is my workout too. So how am I going to work out at home? So I grabbed set of gliders that I had. I grabbed some booty bands that I had and I grabbed a light set of hand weights and I tried to mimic what we do in the studio just uh, in my bedroom. Um, and I filmed it and time-lapsed it. And then I had reposted it and just after it, cause I really enjoyed it. And I reposted it mainly for my clients that I got to see on a weekly basis and said, Hey, you know, if anyone would be interested in doing a live class with me, like, what time would work better for you guys, 7.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m.? And it was literally a 50-50 split. So I was like, well, I guess I'm doing both. <laughs> um, but I started that next day. You so, didn't want to just like repost the video that you had already posted? Because like, I, I feel like I would do that. That wouldn't be live, Katie. Well, whatever. They can. What? Sorry, you missed the first. <laughs> like, but that's good. You're willing to do that. So you yeah. actually do. It's like actually live. Mm-hmm. That you, Okay. 
Yeah. So I got to, so yeah, studios closed Sunday and then Tuesday morning was my first IG live class. And to be honest, when IG like live came on Instagram, like as a feature, I was like, this is so dumb. I'm never going to use this. Like, this is so pointless. (laughs) Yeah. Now now I use it every single day. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my jump into it. And I just, never really quit. So it was a lot of figuring out. I know you guys were talking about it with the podcast of like every day was like a little something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hey guys, it's technology. It's like trial and error for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like Definitely touch and go. I didn't have a mic. I didn't have a good, it was, it was my Amazon Alexa and my phone. And that was my setup. <laughs> Katie and I should take one of these classes and post it for you guys. We just so, so you can see. That's how gonna hard be alarming. <laughs> so when you just said this thing about the sliders and the bands, I realized I had intentions of taking your class and I forgot I'd ordered <laughs> these things on Amazon and I think they're collecting dust. She <laughs> forgot. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I did forget and I was like, why did I order those? And then I realized when you said the sliders and the booty bands, and I was like, Oh, that's why I got them because I think I had every intention of doing your class and then I just left those where my workout <laughs> stuff is in the corner. <laughs> so hey. we can image so we can do your workout because I have the stuff. So if Jennifer, you want to film it, I got it. Perfect. <laughs> Don't we worry. have to show you guys this. This is gonna be the funniest thing of your life if you but watch. you can you can use like plates and stuff if you don't mm-hmm. have the actual sliders or Fluffy things like socks. That. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can if you can use like a paper plate on like a carpet or service. If you're on like a tile or something, you can grab washcloths or a pair of fuzzy socks. And um, I was actually shocked uh, how you could replicate a studio class at home. I'm not even kidding. Like I feel like they are just as hard. And that was I think why I wanted to share it was because it was like this epiphany that I had that I was like, oh my gosh, I thought, because remember, I had literally gone to get my certification because I was like, these are so expensive. I can't justify paying that much because I felt like because I had been in shape my whole life, I didn't need someone. Um, I was like, I know how to work out. Um, so I felt almost guilty needing needing to pay that much money to have someone tell me how to work out because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've been being trained my whole life to work out. So I'm not going to pay someone that, but I loved it. Um, and it's definitely worth it. And if you pay that much for it, I understand why I do, I get it. Uh, but to be able to bring that workout and those results to a living room or a bedroom was just something that I didn't really know was possible in this workout. And I'm, I think it's probably one of my favorite things to come out of this time is everyone figuring out like how to move their bodies and how to get in shape and that just using your body in a few simple props, you really can get in a really good workout. I feel like a little inspired to try them again now that I'm like, okay, I can no, do No, I'm home. telling you guys, like, <laughs> like, it's a fantastic workout. Like, be- it is a great workout. Because is it I've hard? been really yes. wanting to go back to the gym, and I'm like, well, I don't really know. Like, are we going to close down? Like, because I don't, with this time, it's just, like, so up in the air. And then I know myself, though, personally, and if I have to be there at a class, that makes me go. So that's the only thing with home workouts is finding the motivation to do that. Because 
I'm first of all, I'm paying for my membership. My ass has to get there and make use out of it. Like, so I know that holds me accountable. So I personally would like to learn how to work out at home better um, and not just like lay in my bed all, all day. <laughs> and I think that's why I did the IG lives um, versus yeah. like just doing a video and posting it and recording it. Um, make, okay. That makes a it, lot of sense. It is. I did the IG lives because it was, um, I, it ended up being the best accountability partner for me because I did not miss a workout. There was mornings where I was like, shoot, I probably, I like, it would have been a morning. I might've skipped a workout. Like I just wasn't feeling it, but I'm like, uh, well, I told a bunch of people I'm going to be live in 10 minutes doing a workout. So I guess I better get my ass in gear and get going. Um, but I got the same feedback from other people too. Like just when you're, also, when you're moving and working out and you know the person's doing it at the same time, there is that energy. There's that energy of going like, mm-hmm. like right now we aren't together, but yeah. if we all like did something like there, there is an energy that you feel like if we all were doing like 20 squats together, there's, it's more of an energy than if you were just by yourself watching someone do 20 squats that's been recorded before that you can like stop and play. and So talk. now I definitely get why you didn't just like copy and paste the video at like <laughs> a certain time. It, it, you're right. It does make a lot of sense knowing or like that we're all in this together kind of a thing mm-hmm. at the same time. So, and then, so you're doing the two classes a day still, or what's your schedule like now? No. Well, right now my schedule is definitely a little bit different um, because I uh, got a breast augmentation. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> well, we here. love so, that's so happy for them. It brings me to tears when people get work done. I love it. So, yeah. yeah so, did you so, see? And I like how you're one honest about it, and two, it's like you're in the world of like fitness, and it's not something like your tits aren't something you can change from working out. Like, and it's okay to be healthy and have a natural lifestyle, and then also get work done you guys like right. that's what I feel like it's a good balance yeah. like stuff so okay so that changed things a little bit yes however I've so I set up giveaways right now so I felt really like kind of guilty about it which I shouldn't have because but I've had I now have hundreds literally hundreds of workouts saved onto IGTV of all the workouts that we've done over the last eight months so I just every morning have been like sharing like two or three like for everyone to choose from like these are hey this is the style of workout we would have been doing today like and then I'm setting up challenges so like this week um we're giving away like my favorite planner from like Saver Life, which is just, I live and breathe by it. So I picked like a lot of my favorite things like next week. So we'll be giving up, um, it's a small business and she makes these super cute sweatsuits and like embroiders like and personalizes them. Um, and so we're giving away that. And then like, we'll just do different ones. Uh, the week before that I worked with 21st century and we gave away three months of vitamin supplements of like a picked, like they got to pick what, when they wanted. How did you like get a hold of all these people to like help you with the giveaways? Um, they had, I had either worked with them in the past, like they had reached out to me over this weird, like being thrown into the influencer, I'm putting air quotes up, um, but influencer world, uh, over the last few months, like it, it definitely is like a learned business. Um, and I kind of just started saying yes to everything. Like if someone was like, Hey, can we send you something and will you share it? And, but my rule was I had to either already be using it or really, really want it. 
Like I, okay. I, I probably 80% of the time when brands have reached out have said no. Like fit tea or something would reach out to you. And if like you flat, wouldn't actually use that. Yeah, whatever it is. Like yeah. if you wouldn't use it, like. Well, I'm actually not. you've had like products that I've actually started using and am like excited. Like the Celsius drinks that like, okay. So those? I've been deathly afraid of pre-workouts because mm-hmm. I used to use this one that would like make my heart race. And it was just like so scary. And so I've just stopped using pre-workouts, but it does suck without having a pre-workout. Like, it's just not, I just feel like it's not a, an effective workout. Not that I fucking know what I'm talking about, you guys. Like, I'm obviously not that fit. But I started drinking these Celsius drinks that I saw on Megan's Instagram. And I love it. Like, it gives me the right amount of energy. Like, I'm not going to Is die and have a heart attack. Like, energy drink kind of a thing? It's yeah. an it's a clean energy drink. And it so they actually started storing. Uh, so I got hooked on them uh, at one of the studios I was teaching at. They actually sold them there. And I that's when I had first tried them. And I was drinking Celsius as, like, when I partnered with Celsius, guys, I was already paying for my own Celsius and drinking a Celsius before every single workout on my IG lives well before I started partnering with them. Um, so that was a very natural fit when they reached out and were like, hey, can we like work with you? I was like, yep, 110% because I'm already like addicted. I already promote what you have. But for exactly what Jennifer was saying, the reasons of um, coffee makes me really dehydrated. Caffeine in general makes you dehydrate, but coffee just does it to me faster. Like it just does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like I get as, as good of a workout, um, but the, it's not sugar um, in it, it, but the main thing was what Jennifer was talking about. I am the person that if I take a pre-workout, like people that can like, you see like the videos of people take like pre-workout powder and like dump it in their mouth. And then yes, that's what they're doing. Just, I'm that, like, no, what they the literally shit eat that the they're powder. doing. <laughs> People are so disgusting. Like, who does that? Just drink it. Like, just be normal. Yeah. Apparently it hits them. I don't know. Either way, I I have been. When it hits them harder? Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, snort it up your nose. Like, yeah, next yeah, week. shoot it in your veins. It's Honestly, disgusting. that's so weird. Like. Yeah. So I had, I had like done pre-workouts before when I was younger, and they didn't impact me the same way as when I started getting into, like, maybe like 26, 27. And I just remember one time I took a pre-workout and, um, I, I was really nervous. Like I didn't end up and I did the worst thing. I didn't end up working out, which doesn't like burn off everything, but just because I was sitting there and just trying to breathe because I had just, my heart rate was going so quick. My head was hot. Like I was sweating. I was just, it was, I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack right now. That's how I feel. And uh, I kind of swore off pre-workouts or energy drinks in general um, from that for a long time. And then I tried a Celsius and I was like, oh, I can, I can do with this. Like it, it kind of like triple shot, like latte without okay. the heaviness of a triple yeah. shot latte. Like you feel like you drink a sparkling water. Right. You get the caffeine of like a triple shot latte. Yeah. So I just need to skip the pre-workout and then without the down, like you don't have, there's no, there's a come down for the pre-workouts. No, see, I've never taken them. So I never typically any type of caffeine, Caffeine. you know, like you'll Mm -hmm. have, you get your high and then you crash. Like, I feel like you don't necessarily crash with this. Like it, and it doesn't like come on so quick where you're like freaking jittery and like Mm -hmm. tweaking out like I don't know it just feels like a good like you just have energy and you're like able to work out like it's honestly like I'm 
it, them giving you free shit like worked out because I'm now buying their product. <laughs> is that all you have before a workout or do you eat before a workout as well or after or? I mean, it's the 7.30, the I definitely don't because, I mean, I'm still intermittent fasting. And honestly, okay. a fasted workout for me, I perform much better than, like, a workout if I ate before. Again, okay. everyone's so different. You know, figuring out your diet is probably one of the biggest challenges in the world. And it's so personal to you um, that I feel like I would never tell someone this is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. There's certain things I would say are the wrong way to do it. Sugar, there's nobody that's ever come out with a diet and been like, I just eat a lot of sugar and a lot of <laughs> processed junk and it makes me feel great and amazing. Like that, that just doesn't exist. So by cutting out like heavily sugared, heavily processed, like um, unnatural oils, like those are things I would like swear by and drink more water, but it is not about taking away stuff. Other Like take those, eliminate those out, but it's not about eliminating calories. It's about adding in the right stuff, like drinking so much water. Like Jennifer, I would challenge you like the next time you're like, I'm going to get snacky drink to be like, I'm going to give myself that snack. Like that's fine. But like drink like two big cups of water before that and sit for like 20 minutes and be like, was I thirsty or was I hungry? I feel like you're still going to get the snack. Not that I, I don't feel like, I you, feel like, I'm, like... A, I'm a thirsty ass bitch, so I probably <laughs> am thirsty. Like, I feel but... like I'd be like, now I'm quenched my thirst and I'm about to go take on my hunger. So <laughs> get my snack. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's good. to. Why not try it? Because adding water into your diet more well, is not hurt. And I think that's like the right mindset. Like, I feel like we think to be fit and to be healthy, like you need to restrict, you need to take away, you need to like do all these negative things. But like, even with the things that you were saying for like every month when you started the new year, like you were adding stuff, like adding healthy habits and activities and stuff versus being like, I need to take away these chips. Like instead of taking away the chips, I'm going to add water or I'm going to add being a vegan or like, you know, things like that versus like always being in that negative headspace. Yeah, I I think it's uh, kind of what is it was probably like in Sunday school growing up where they had like, um, they were like, here's, uh, I feel like everybody, if you've ever gone to Sunday school or something, they put like, they put like the black water into a cup and they went, here's sin. Everyone has sin. And then they took like a gallon of water and they just poured it into the cup and they go like, here's like your faith or Jesus or whatever. But the longer they poured it in, the cup became completely clear because as they kept adding in the water, like it couldn't house the black water anymore. Like it was like, it was supposed to be symbolic of like washing away your sin by adding in this. Yes. But I feel like it's such a good symbolic of our like junk. It's like, Oh, like you're going to have an empty cup if you just remove everything that you have. But if you Mm -hmm. overflow your cup and overflow it with self-care, self-love, time with friends and family and time like like all the things that add value to your life and make you your best you and you are focused on adding and how much that you can put in there's not space and time and the ability to be like indulging in the other stuff that you were giving yourself such a hard time for before when you said you were drinking before a lot when you had your other job did you stop all of that or do you like yeah still, do you drink, still drink or what 
No, I, most people want to drink, <laughs> but yeah, um, I really, I could see myself. I feel like if it wasn't for like social, like, some of the conversations and just like the bonding that happens over like drinking, um, I could definitely give it up. Uh, just as far as as far as like it doesn't make me feel great for me the I feel like the only reason I still drink is because to me the time with my girlfriend where we get to just bond and have that time and just kind of relax and mellow out together having a few glasses of wine is worth the headache and not feeling as good as I should the next day but I do plan that out too like I don't really drink during the week um, because it throws off my whole next morning Mm-hmm. Like it's from the start, like I put myself into a space where I'm like, I feel I don't do this. Well, so if I drink the night before and like, let's say it's a Tuesday night, like this Thursday, I know that we will be um, going out. Our friends just got engaged and we're going to like go to like an outdoor restaurant or something and get some dinner with them. Um, and we will definitely toast to their engagement and like I'll have a few glasses of wine or something. Um, but the next morning I teach at 5:30 AM at the studios. So, Ugh. Oh my like, God. Like I already know, but I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just conscious of that decision. And I feel like sometimes with alcohol, we don't necessarily always think about how it impacts the next day. It's it, and you have to kind of make the decision before you have your first glass. Because as soon as you have your first glass, Definitely. your judgment's it's a little all bit. downhill. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't stop. Yeah. Like, um, and, and your workout might not be – it's not like you maybe can't get to the gym the next day, but, like, your workout might not be as great. Like, sometimes I went to the gym hungover, and my friend would be like, you smell like shit. <laughs> and I'm like, it's. I'm sorry. I'm trying yeah. to work this out. And but, I've gone – But it wasn't, sure. like, a great workout, but I still I'm, tried to, like, make it. Yeah. But – I so sweated not tequila before, like for sure. Yeah, um, yeah you smell. For sure. <laughs> like good thing no one's really around. <laughs> uh, but I think um, uh, so. My I have a nine to five uh, job uh, around what I do now. Um, it kind of like fell into my lap. I was in the same place with studios closing and opening and stuff like. I, that wasn't an option really anymore. And so I actually get the honor to work for a nonprofit women's recovery center in um, Orange County called New Directions for Women. And we focus on substance abuse Um, and seeing like the lives turn around and stuff. I do feel very lucky um, that for me, I've had good choices and I have a decent relationship with alcohol that I'm not dependent on it or like substance abuse. And I think, I think those are the things that, um, when you have like your guilty pleasure, just the same way. It's like, Hey, go get the pizza, go get that, go do those things. But when you start realizing that it's like impeding, um, the positive aspects of your life, I think that's when you need to like start taking a look at it. Uh, and, and that for me is kind of like my relationship with drinking has always just been like, to me, the hangover, it usually beats out like the temptation to have another shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it works the opposite for me, really. Um, I'm more of like, you only live once, live Fuck in the it. moment. Mm-hmm. But like, also like when I'm not living an active lifestyle, like 
if I go out on a Friday, I was planning on sleeping in bed all day Saturday anyways. So yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> but that's what she was saying is she doesn't really do it during the week. And yeah. she knows the weekends are going to be for hanging out with her friends and doing that kind of stuff yeah Yeah, or that (laughs) yeah well and honestly during I was teaching morning classes at 9 30 every Saturday and Sunday for a while too so there was definitely points where I wasn't really drinking at all and I just wasn't tempted to it and I did notice a big difference on like how my body felt and just my like there's obviously putting alcohol into your body like all the time like we know it's not the best thing for us however it makes for some really great times and so it's just so fun (laughs) it's just finding that balance Jennifer and I have had great times (laughs) oh my god we've had like we have had some great times with alcohol (laughs) who doesn't really well I guess there's plenty of bad times my social life this is so depressing so you're doing the recovery center or nonprofit organization and then you're still doing like the influencer stuff and the studio? Yes. Wow. Oh, shit. So all three now. Yes. Um, I'm finding balance. I In October, I was like, I can't say yes to anything more. So I didn't take on any other like um, brands or like, uh, I was like, I just can't have another. It, it's sad when you like start freaking out of like, oh my gosh, I have to like, for this company, which I love, and they hook up like what the product they like supply you with, but I have to post two photos about them. And now I'm stressing about finding two photos to post. And there was extents where, I mean, the only way if I was getting a picture was like me in a ring light. And when you're home in sweats, like exhausted from trying to work everything, the last thing I wanted to do was like take a photo for something. Yep. So, um, and I think that's something I would advise to most people with social media, um, I realized like I don't really have a desire to be to make Instagram my career if for some reason it happened down the road and it worked out but that's not like something I'm heavily heavily pursuing um I like it being a side hustle I like it being a way for me to connect with people that never would have walked into a studio that I teach at because they don't live in Orange County because they live in Canada they live in New York they live wherever uh, I, I kind of, that was hard for me too. That was hard for me because Instagram blew up for me so quickly. And then it, when it got steady, I kind of got depressed, not like in a, not like in a depressed way, but I was like, Oh, like do people not mm. like me now? Like, or what am I doing wrong? Like what's different? Um, Oh, like when you weren't gaining as many followers at a certain. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like freaking out about it. And not freaking out about it, but I was cautious. I was like conscious of it. Like, I don't, I think being able to recognize when like you're doing that. And I was like, okay, well, I need to readjust and shift because this is a negative mindset for me. Like me focusing and hyper-focusing on this. Why? I had to ask myself, why am I focusing on this? Do I want this to go to like 150,000 followers? Do I want, like, is that really, really what would make me happy is Mm -hmm. like, Cause that would require meaning I'm posting more. That would require meaning I'm working with more brands that would like, I had to dissect down like why, um, I know why I'm focused on it. Cause the idea of like having more followers is we equivalent to success. But when I broke it down, I'm like the amount of effort and work that it would do. I am blessed with like an awesome job also that pays a great salary. I have my benefits. I'm like, I'm okay. Um, 
And I don't really even think I would love the shift of the requirements that it would take to be like a full-time influencer. I don't even think that would make me happy. I think if I don't I think just people wait realize up, how hard it is. Like yeah. it truly is a full-time job. It's like, it's a lot of work. Like there's a lot than just posting a picture. There's all the behind the scenes work. So yeah. I get it. Most people like think it's going to be easy, post pictures. How am I not taking off? And then it's like, no, this is actually really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. I, I totally get you feeling like that way. I haven't yeah. experienced it myself, but I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we, we wouldn't exactly know yet, but. <laughs> but I'm sure it, it seems it really yet. overwhelming. When your podcast takes off and you guys have to handle all your brand deals and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, so that that was uh, definitely a mental little shift for me. And I think that was probably like my like dark internal thoughts in in this time that I had to readjust and like realize I, I was getting unhappy because my follower number wasn't going up as quickly as it was before. And that to me, I was like, that's stupid, Megan. Like you get to jump on here and work out with people. Are you doing what you love? Yes. Okay. Then like chill out and like leave that alone. Are you still yeah. doing the live workouts or has that stopped? Uh, I was doing the live workouts up till my surgery, okay. um, which was the Thursday before Thanksgiving. So I think I'm 12 days post-op. 12 or 13 days post-op. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I was doing all the lives up to it. And I plan on kicking off with lives again um, come like January 1. I like specifically plan my surgery to like get, <laughs> I like plan my surgery. Like I was like, okay, I want to do giveaways during the holidays. Um, and then we're all going hardcore 2021. <laughs> yeah. Has it in, do you think All it's going like to impede you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, so I haven't done much other than like walks. Um, I've gone on like probably longer walks than would be quote unquote like suggested just because they felt good. But listening to my body and honestly, the one thing I'm really nervous about is how good I do feel. Um, I like day two or three after I was like, feel pretty good. Like I, I think I had my surgery Thursday and that next Tuesday, like I went for a walk out and I was like, I just need to get out of the house. I just need to move. Like I'd been sedentary for so long, like four days to me felt very, very long after four months of constant movement. Uh, and kind of took it day by day. Like the next day I was like, Oh, I'm a little bit more tired. I realized that things make me tired, but I just don't want to screw them up. <laughs> Like, yeah. No, you don't. This you... was an investment, and I am <laughs> exactly I'm not here. So it's a very difficult thing for me because I've pushed injuries my whole life. Jennifer, I don't know if Jennifer remembers like our senior year. I um, I broke my wrist before like our nationals for a cheer competition in like high school. This is like high school stuff, and I was supposed to have my cast on for like two weeks more, but I had like worked with a doctor and convinced them to take off the cast for like me to be able to do the competition and them to do x-rays after and put it back on if they needed to. But there was no way I was like missing nationals. Like I am that person. Did you, it hurt after? Like did your wrist, like, was it fine? Oh no, my wrist was messed. Okay. 
but I like tumbled, like, I just, I think I took myself out of a few tumble passes, but I did like most of the stunting and stuff. And I just didn't want to let the team down. Um, Well, that's how, I mean, that's how it is in sports. Like, I remember like the first time I got injured and our cheer coach was like, you're fine. Like, just keep going. And okay. like with boob jobs, like I, you, re- it just reminds me, my friend's mom just got her boobs done and she was feeling the same way. She was like, I feel great. I feel fine. And then, so she started doing stuff mm-hmm. and then she had to go get her boobs redone. Cause there ended up being complications cause she was moving too much. And like, I don't know if she was like working out, but I was like, Oh shit. Like you, re- even if you feel fine, you really do have to rest. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And I like freaked myself out. I mean, if people are squeamish. I, and I've done it. I did it even like, uh, after the surgery, but before the surgery leading up, I actually watched, um, like on YouTube, you can see like a breast augmentation, like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. watch them. them all the time, all the time, <laughs> okay. all, multiple accounts. Cool. <laughs> yep. So when you see that and understand, I think for me, that's like mentally, I just have to like, I'm like, I feel great. I feel awesome. But I what like, I mentally go back and visualize what happened to my body. Like, that was no joke of what my body went through. That was a extreme event. And these muscles need time to like reattach to like, like everything needs time to like heal, to be able to function. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't push this type of a surgery. Um, and I think that for me was like the hardest, the hardest part. Cause it was like, even telling studios like, Hey, I can't be back for like a little bit. And, um, that was, it felt very selfish. And I feel like getting your boobs done is a very selfish thing because it's about you, but it should be a selfish thing. Yeah. Yes. Like it should also, you want to do for anybody for else. Exactly. Yeah. It makes yeah. you feel better. So yeah. why not? Yeah. So that, that was, um, that was probably like a hard thing for me because I like being able to show up for people and like stepping away, but I needed to do it at this time for me, just with like other events that I like. I've been in a relationship for three years now and we're talking about like, you know, getting married or doing, um, taking next steps in a relationship. And I'm like, I really want to have boobs for our wedding. So yes. <laughs> like yeah, I think your wedding is the best you're ever going to look in your whole life. hundred <laughs> like, percent. So having you boobs. You should have boobs there. for your wedding. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden important. Like, my kids are like eight and they're like walking around and they're like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I just, I, I don't know. I didn't go big. So for anyone that's like wondering, like I, I live a very active lifestyle, so I went pretty no, moderate. Yeah, over here. <laughs> that wasn't the goal. The whole goal was I strictly just didn't want to not have boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like when you work out a lot, people, I mean, your boobs deflate. Like I yes. wouldn't know, but like, <laughs> like I know a lot of people's boobs go down when they work out, and like it is a insecurity a lot of women have. So it's yeah. not, and it's like awesome that you're just like open about it and you're not trying to hide it because it's like, who are you kidding? If someone sees, you know what I mean? Even if they're yeah. not big or like out there, but, and just like letting other women know, like you can still get work done and also rest, rest, yeah. rest, yeah. rest. Well, yeah. and I feel like your fit lifestyle before getting your boobs done probably helped a ton with your recovery. Like, because if you yeah. think about it, like when you get pregnant, if you like have a some tight ass abs, you're not going to get a diastasis recti, which is my number one fear is that like my muscles won't reclose after pregnancy. Mm. 
And so that's why I'm like, I have to, that's why I'm like, we have to interview Megan. Like I need to get a fit lifestyle now. Not that I'm on the way to kids guys. I would need <laughs> to find a penis for that one, but like, <laughs> I don't want my muscles to separate. Yeah. Um, I totally understand. I really, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> would you say like, um, are there like trends that in fitness that you've tried and like, would you say this type of Pilates would be like a fitness trend that's going to fade out? Or would you say this is like a lifestyle change and it's going to be something that's here forever? Like, you know how Taibo was really big back in the day yeah. or Jazzercise, but those have all kind of gone out. Like, is this one you think sustainable? And I get bored very, very, very quickly. <laughs> I am like the person that like, I didn't even like stick, like that's, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for three months. Okay, next thing. I'm going to do this for three months. Okay, next thing. This, I've been doing almost almost four or five years, five years now. Um, and I still crave it. And I think I crave it almost because I know I can do it for the rest of my life, too. Like, okay. I, I feel nothing that we do is high impact. So I took out, um, I do some high impact workouts every now and then, but it is not my bread and butter of, like, what I go to. Like, if I can move and I know I'm moving in a way that protects my joints and, um, is still making me strong and feel good and feel confident. Um, why, I, I don't know why I would stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So it's also helpful that I, I feel like I have a good understanding. Um, body awareness was always really important in the sports I did growing up. Um, so as a diver or as like, a tumbler or in cheer or in gymnastics or dance, um, having body awareness and like feeling the muscles. So it's kind of cool for me to like reconnect in and learn what muscles I was using in certain, like either turns or in like understanding how my obliques work with like twisting motions and how, like, it, it's been kind of cool for me to now reflect back on like everything that full circle kind of where I'm like, this is how I I'm building this muscle and I can like visualize it in my head. I visualize my workouts like I visualize choreography. Uh, so it's very like my dancer brain is really happy. <laughs> so would you, uh, with the muscle memory, I did have a question like how is there a way it could go away? Like, or is it always there? Like if I was like, damn it, I want to be toned, but like these quads are going to act up again. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there a way to like, like the muscles are just going to get big again or something. Like, is there a way to have enough time where like that me memory goes away or no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, so this is like, this is probably one of those conversations that it's so hard to like, cause I have definitely seen people that, you know, are coming into working out and they can lift weights and do that. And they tone and lean up like really, really well. Um, my body, I have more of like a mesomorph body. Uh, so I bulk pretty easy. Like my fast, my fast twitch muscles love to take over. Um, so when I take out fast twitch motions, but still work that muscle group, then I know I'm not bulking. Like I know the workouts that I'm doing, um, right now, they aren't going to bulk my muscle because I'm not working my type two muscle. I'm not working my fast switch muscle. Like it's not even engaged. Like when you are holding a lunge and just static holding right there, you are like all into your resistance muscles, which are the long, again, like think that 
marathon runner. Um, so I think having that knowledge, like gives me confidence to like go after working out strong. And I think that really was my love of Legree is like, I came in and I could go as hard as I could. I took every challenge. Anytime they put out like a, you know, do this to level it up, do this to make it harder. I could do that and know that that making that harder wasn't going to quote unquote bulk me. Whereas I have to be very mindful when I go into even one of the studios I teach at, um, we'll go in and a lot of the times to make it harder, you make it heavier. And Mm -hmm. I mentally switch in my head. I go, okay, today I'm not going to add five pounds to my bicep curls. What I'm going to do is I'm going to slow my biceps down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slow, I'm going to hold, I'm, I'm going to hold them. I'm just going to go into like a mid range so that it's in again, the resistance working of the muscle. Um, but my competitiveness, yeah. Like when I did berries and stuff and like, I want to be that person like deep down that like grabs like the 35 pounds and is like, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but that's not going to make me happy with my body in the long mm-hmm. run, at least, at least for my personal experience. So I have to be okay with being like, Hey, I'm okay with some 15s and 20s today and I'm going to slow it down and I'm just going to move through my body and that's okay. (laughs) I think a lot of people get discouraged not seeing results right away. And they're like, I'm going hard. Why am I not losing weight? Like, I know that happened with me and I'm like, I'm working out so much. Why am I not losing weight? Like why, like how long does it take doing this kind of Pilates like um, to start seeing results and like how many days a week do you think you should incorporate it into your lifestyle? Yeah. So the scale is a funny one. Um, I weigh 135 pounds. Uh-huh. I have continued the lowest I got during all of quarantine was 130. However, I feel like if you were to go like on my Instagram and like look at photos and like, no, I'm five, four, five, four, mm-hmm. five, five, like on a good day. Um, and you were to look at it, most people, my physique that aren't like muscle mass, um, are around like 110, 105. So when you start working out, you're going to be putting, you're going to put on muscle faster than you're going to lose fat. So Mm. it is almost like, it's like this weird balance of like, Like if let's say you lost five pounds of weight, but you put on seven pounds of muscle, the scale goes up, but you trim and tone down. So a lot of the times I tell people, it's like, go off of how you feel. Like, do you feel really bloated? Okay. What are you eating or something that's with that? If you're starting to feel really good, keep doing that. And Mm -hmm. that result, and just know, like, if you know that working out for 45 minutes every single day is better than not working out for 45 minutes every single day. Like it's we the reason we know that is because over time you will eventually see those results. So I usually tell people start um go like two days on, take a day off, two days on, take a day off. I feel like I feel like those back to back days are important. Um especially even when you're starting out, just because it's almost to not be as sore. Um, when you go really hard one day, it's really important to move your body in some sort of way the next day, um, as well. Cause it actually makes you less sore, but you need rest days. Don't you like you don't. Okay. I didn't do you ever them. take them. <laughs> Cause it sounds like you don't. <laughs> I do. I do. So I, I was going to get to that. I, uh, I knew when I was in that phase, like of quarantine and I was teaching so many of the classes, um, 
I it I was kind of like in my competition season like I felt like okay like this I knew it was temporary I said it was temporary a lot of people like do you do this all the time and I'm like no I'm doing this right now I know I'm gonna have to back off I know I'm gonna need rest days but for right now in this season like I'm going all out with you guys because I just want to make it available and do as many offer and as many live classes as I can to you guys because I feel like it's giving value and I feel like you uh, like that was that was told to me like people were like I'm getting value from this and that was super motivating to keep going and not take breaks but um no I I now typically right now um I do like a 30 minute on a Friday uh which is a cardio usually inspired type of movement um and so that's a, a rest off of like the muscles it's nothing really heavy strength focused um and then I take like one day off on the weekends as well um, this is a type of a workout that you aren't, um, most days you are doing mostly full, full body. Um, so you're never completely like breaking down and almost like destroying one muscle group that you need an entire day off or two or three days off. Okay. Right. Like if you do glutes one day, it's not like, and you're not supposed to do it the day after kind of a thing, but this is like more of a full body so you can Ooh. do everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like people do yoga every single day and you can, you can do yoga every single day because you're <laughs> full by your transit, like that's totally fine. Um, but a lot of people don't get like the muscle and toning and things like that. And for me, I like having like a little bit of muscle. I like uh, having like that tightness. That's where I get my tightness is and in, in the toning. And I like having a core. I like having abs. Um, and so for me having... <laughs> Might have to buy those one day. Hundred yeah. percent gonna buy them. I mean, I'm gonna try it Megan's way, guys. Like for sure, I'm gonna. I try will it. try it. But if it does not work out, I will be buying them. Abs are all in the kitchen, unfortunately. I mean, there's a lot. There, if you don't have the muscle at all, like in the core strength there, but yes, it's it is diet. I. What about now that? Let it's- anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> Like, now that it's the holidays, how do you stay on track? But you're, like, disciplined. So, see, that's, like, hard. You know? Um, like, you're, like, oh, I'll mash potatoes one day. And I'm, like, well, I'll have them, like, five Every days. day. Plus yeah. chocolate chip cookies. And then the next day, snickerdoodles. Yeah. And then peanut butter cups because it's the holidays. So, it's just, I, like, yeah. balanced, obviously. I, I have my fixes of – I am a big person of – um swapping out like if I ever took on like someone as like a personal client to like go over diet and stuff I would say the number one thing that worked really well for me like Katie what's your like like I cannot say no to this this is my like I need this in my diet Um, (laughs) I love carbs like carbs are like I need some kind of like a bread or thing and I do try to switch out like I'll try to do like a jicama wrap instead of like the bread or something but I'm like a um like comfort food is like my thing like I could do comfort food over like sweets that's why Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday mm-hmm. of the year because like that food is like my favorite type of thing mashed potatoes like meat gravy all that shit so obviously I don't eat like that every day but I would definitely say like carbs are a go-to it was dairy for a while but I did try I've been trying to take that out as much as I can so so I would like if there was like I would just pick like one meal that you like for me I am very similar when I want like a very like carby type of thing I make protein pancakes 
all the time. And I call them, sometimes I don't even add protein, but all it is is it's rolled oats, some egg whites, and a banana. I put cinnamon, like nutmeg, some spices, mix it up, grill it, fry it. It tastes, you get everything of bread, like, that you want with it. And if you wanted to, you could make it not sweet as well. So, I mean, you can do the banana, but if like, let's say, um, you did it, you could do it with sweet potato instead, do sweet potato, rolled oats, um, a little bit of like, uh, egg white, you mix it up, you make your own little like flatbread, but, um, it's a healthier option. And then you can load that like up with hummus or using rice cakes on instead of like, bread one day or if you are going to have bread like just choose to have it like as your first meal like that you have so that you have all the rest of the day to burn it off like I would definitely say carbs are not a great thing at night I would say try to avoid them like at night because you have no carbs are meant to be like burned off Mm -hmm. like we have to burn them off (laughs) yeah and like by carbs I don't mean like the healthy kind of carbs that I can't say no to it's like the pasta like bread all that kind of stuff. So, so it's like, if you're like, hey, I'm going to have carbs today, like maybe try and put it in your first meal, but also try and supplement, like add something else to it. Like what would like, okay, I'm going to have this carb, but I'm going to do a less of a serving and I'm going to like add, you know, some sauteed spinach or something additional. So it comes back to like not taking away necessarily, but the adding of better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our bodies are weird, like down or something just so, so I can get in the mindset of like, bitch, you've already eaten your carbs today. You need to calm down or something, you know, like, do you yeah. write down your stuff or it just kind of became memory at that point where you're just like a habit, I should say? Uh, I think I think um, it did become a habit. I think I, I'll pick up a new recipe every now and then I'll like try one or two new recipes every now and then. But I like sticking to if it takes longer than 15 minutes to make, I'm not making it. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it either. I hate cooking. I honestly. hate cooking. It Same. doesn't bring me joy. It brings me stress. Like and I, I, I'm an instant gratification person. Mm-hmm. So like I want it pretty much done right away. Yeah. Well, and if I'm honest, if I'm to be honest with myself, most of the time when I'm cooking, I'm like already eating while I'm cooking so <laughs> then I end up eating what I ate um <laughs> we are just like we're we're natural like little gluttons uh we are and it's just something to acknowledge and and know and it's like it is it's balance it's hard it is a lot of discipline it's a lot of mental of we we don't need I did not need to eat you know a full pack mm-hmm. of cookie dough in two days <laughs> I really didn't need to but there I did and uh but I also didn't give myself like a really really hard time about it I go hey you don't do this often you know why you don't do it often and it's not gonna do you any good to like be down on yourself about it but what I can do is next time I go grocery shopping like I've even taken hummus off of my grocery list and I never I love hummus and I feel like it's healthy and you can add it to so many things I love like sweet potato toast with hummus tomatoes or but hummus I, is one of those things that I will take out of the fridge and I will, it's, even if it's dipping it with a cucumber, I'll eat the whole container of hummus. And yeah. And it adds up. It's like, that's yeah. not good for you. Exactly. <laughs> so being able to buy things that you can portion out, I think is a good option too. So if you have like, rather than like a full thing of pasta, if you have like, maybe, maybe pre-make your pasta like make a bunch of pasta one day and then like put it into like tabors of the meal 
and know that, okay, when I'm having carbs, this is what I'm like, I'm having carbs, but typically I would eat like three more of these. And now I've just like portioned it out into this and you still get that fix, but you aren't going to go and open the next container. You know, let's hope I don't. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) As soon as you said make a ton, I was like, "Ah." I was like, oh, well, I could see myself going for the second days. Um. (laughs) Well, this has been amazing. I feel like overall, guys, just like positivity and move your body, which are two things that I (laughs) struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. What what's your Instagram, Megan? Uh, it's at Meg underscore Lyon, L-E-Y-E-N. Okay. You guys have to go take these classes. They honestly are the hardest thing, but so fun if you're <laughs> into fitness. Um, <laughs> but we are going to take them. We're going to try to take them for you guys. Mm-hmm. Just so I you. do feel inspired. I do feel inspired. I feel like, so inspired. Cool. Like, I want to go get, I want to make a list of like that 30 day thing. I was like, I need to do that. That is something I will actually Making do. A list does help me. Like, I'm like, oh, I got this done today. That done. So like, I got this done this month. <laughs> like, yeah. so I yeah. definitely think I'm going to incorporate that. I'm a planner. I'm a planner nut. I, like if I were to show you guys my planner, right? Yeah, it's, I'm a planner nut for sure, but it's the same thing. If I write it down, like there's definitely something to that. When you write it down, you're that much more likely to do it. And it also really sucks when you write it down and then you have to go back and be like, I didn't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, the only thing I would say like off of Jennifer, what you said is like, yes, if you guys come and try my workout, that's amazing. I hope you love it. But if you hate it, no worries. Like, but like just the important thing is what Jennifer said is moving your body. So if it's not in this way, like this is the way that works for me that everyone has a different way. And I love that about fitness is so versatile. There's so many different outlets and people that they like are attracted to. And like, they, they know what works for them, but just do something like, Find yeah. something yes. that works for That's you. What I've been trying to tell myself is anything <laughs> is better than absolutely nothing, Katie. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> so I, I definitely see what you're saying. Just find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But guys, for sure, try this. Like she said, at Meg underscore Lynn, L-E-Y-E-N. And let us know what you guys think. Follow her. There's some good giveaways. I've entered to have one zero. So hopefully Santa Claus is coming to my town. But um, yeah, thanks so much for doing this, Megan. Like this has been invaluable information and I'm going to try to move my body even even if it's just getting out of bed to go get my Cheetos. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. And you guys, congrats on doing this. Remember the little people when you're all big and famous. Don't worry. We'll try. All right.